we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Armin, to talk about NYC, baby. It was the start of the reunion, part one, Graystar Screens, and boy, was it a doozy. There was a lot. And by the way, first in-person reunion that we've had since the pandemic. Yeah, huge moment there. And I feel like it was one of the best reunion parts in Roni history. Am I being hyperbolic? What do you mean? Well, no. the reunion is not completed yet, so I can't say it's one of the best reunions ever, but uh, it is one of the best singular parts of a reunion in Roni history, in my view, already. I think, yeah, I think it could be a top five or a top ten maybe right now. It's up sure. there. I mean, there's the Ramona walk-off, which was historic. It was the first ever walk-off. Do you remember what that was yeah. about, by the way? It was about the sex pictures of, of or Alex not sex pictures. They were nude photos of Alex McCord. Nude photos. What a Alex, dumb Alex, reason to walk so off. Stupid. So stupid. And now, look, and now look at her. Sucking face with Harry Jubin. <laughs> Again. Um, but this reunion part was explosive, Eddie. I mean, the first 10 minutes, there were explosive confrontations. You had a major revelation about last season in regards to Dorinda, John, Scott somehow, and Tinsley. It was, like you said, a doozy of a reunion. I really do feel like it was one of the better parts of all time. I'd have to rewatch everything to really rank it somewhere, but I'm thinking immediately off the top of my head, top three. See, I feel like you're giving too much credit too early because I feel like we're going to get something a little bit better in the coming uh, parts. See, that's why I'm like, and this reunion is going to be the best in Roni history. I don't think it's going to be the best. Why? But why not? There, I don't know. Roni I, reunions I, aren't that crazy historically. They're always solid. No, they're, they're but very like, they're solid. Always but... Good. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, well, maybe we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll be. You know, I've been wrong before. I could be wrong again. We had Andy screaming at the top of his lungs in this part to shut yeah. them up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he's always yelling at these ladies. He's yelled in Jersey. I mean, I think we're giving a little bit credit too early, but let's oh, get into what I loved it. I just studio. loved it. I'm just such a Roni stan. I know. But you're, uh, you're between this and Luann. Hey, sometimes. you know who got a shout out in this episode? John Oliver. John Oliver's favorite housewife, Luann. Although I think Leah may have overtaken Luann because John Oliver got shouted out because apparently he loves Leah. Well... I love John Oliver. <laughs> you hate on Luann, um, which puts you at odds with John. So, well, and not Medesian. I, well, you know, I stand my ground until she changes my mind. Because, you know, and this is the thing I'm going to tell you right now. This is, this, we're going to just touch base on Lou just at the beginning right here because it's all we got to do because this is all we did with her in the reunion. She's writing a book. She's not performing right now. Hopefully she never performs again um, because we've seen the train wreck that that is. But she had a good season. She kind of came off level-headed, and we know she this did. is what happens. This is what happens. Then she's like, oh, people forget that I'm a crazy bitch. Let me go back into my real form again. So next season, she's going to go fucking bonkers, and you know that's true. Eddie, what was the last season that Luann came across as level-headed? 
I think it was the, the, the season right before she met Tom. Season six, actually. Oh, really? Season six, when she was friend of. Oh, when she was put on the outskirts? Yeah. I guess season seven, you could argue she was kind of level-headed, but that's also like Exile of Francais season. Yeah. That's also the season where we get Don't Be So Uncool. So she's kind of crazy Lou in that season. I mean, I think she's, I well, but she's likable. Very likable. True. Okay, so fine. I'll amend. Season seven. That means we're getting a historic run out of Lou. A four-season historic run. I mean, seasons eight through 11 were batshit. Yeah. If history repeats itself, then we're getting a, another historic run by Luann. I mean, oh my gosh, maybe she'll end up in jail again. Or maybe she'll, who knows, maybe she'll like wake up in a foreign country and be like, I've married a prince. That would be awesome. Maybe every four years she just rinses and repeats the cycle of uh, getting married, divorced, and going to jail. Oh God, oh my gosh. Would love well, that. you know. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Lou because there's a lot more pressing issues at hand. Oh, way more pressing issues. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about, first things first, Corona Singer. Um, I'm sorry, Ramona Singer. Uh, this We start with where everyone is during quarantine, and Leah's like, yeah, I was, you know, quarantined the entire time, unlike some of my cast members who, you know, went to Florida and came back and were partying with people and not... and. Ramona's like, well, she's talking about me. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, obviously. And Ramona tries to defend her actions. And, she, you know, she got the virus. And she doesn't have it anymore. And she doesn't wear her mask in the water. I don't wear mask in the ocean. I don't. Like, yeah, who does? Just, Nobody wears their masks in the water. The problem with Ramona is she is just a selfish person and only cares about herself. And that's really what it comes down to in regards to all of this masks coronavirus it's about respecting your neighbor and respecting your community and the people around you and she's insensitive exactly she has no regard for anyone but herself if it's not affecting her it's it's not worth it essentially is what it comes down to you know i don't want to put too much responsibility on the housewives shoulders here uh, but you could argue in a way they are ambassadors of their city right yeah not to take the position of being a housewife of New York too seriously, right? But these are unprecedented well, times. Ramona is a pop icon, don't forget. So Yeah, hey, if you want to be a public figure, there are some things that come with that. And like Leah was saying, um, you have to act as somewhat of a role model, you know, even though their whole shtick is like getting fucked up and getting into feuds and getting divorced and cheating on your husband or whatever they do. That's the whole shtick. But I totally side with Leah here. When it's April and New York is experiencing the worst of the coronavirus, to this day, what New York went through during March and April is still the low point, I think, of the pandemic, even though this has been a prolonged, terrible experience for everyone. But, yeah. you know, Leah was pointing out that there were so many. Um, people dying that they couldn't even fit the bodies in the morgues. We've all seen the photos of the mass burial um, grounds that they were digging. Yeah. Remember all that? Yeah. Terrible. Just terrible. And the overburdening of the healthcare system, just nurses and doctors, you know, having breakdowns, unable to care for all the patients. Mm -hmm. It was extreme. That's why New York still has the, you know, the, the highest um, death count at this point in time because of the intensity of the way the pandemic hit in March and April, right? And she's and, and Leah 
points out, Ramona, at the exact same time that's happening in your fucking city, you're supposed to be a New Yorker, you're posting videos of yourself in yeah. Miami or wherever she is in Florida, you know, making margs and being like, ooh, I'm living the high life. Like, look at me with my daughter. We're drinking margaritas or getting day drunk. That's totally tone deaf. It's just yeah. insensitive. And Ramona's like, oh, I would wake up every morning and read the news. And what am I supposed to do? Just be depressed all day? And it's like, no, live your life. But yeah. you don't have to post about it to your social following of millions of people. When yeah. people in your city that you're supposed to be a representative of in some capacity, not, again, not to take it too fucking seriously, but come on. But like, yeah, come on. Like, really, you're going to post that now when people are going through hell, like literal hell on earth. Where's your sensitivity, really? Ramona? But that's Ramona. She is the most self-serving, egotistical housewife in Ever? Housewives' history. Literally in her story. Like, the worst. Uh, I'm shocked she's not gone yet, but obviously... Being this terrible is great for reality TV. I mean, yeah. It's like, well, we found our villain forever. Yeah. Um, But, oh, gosh. it's I just, I can't anymore. It just makes me, she makes me sick. Um, Another person that makes me sick is Dorinda. (laughs) Um... Oh, I do about, stand for Dorinda, though. I love Dorinda so we just much. Talk, but... Should we just talk about this? Because I yeah. feel like we just need to get into Dorinda. Because first, Andy starts talk, trying to confront Dorinda about her drinking, which clearly is an issue. Yeah. Um, she won't have she it. Tra- she won't have it. She like, she, Yeah, she tries to deflect back to Ramona, which, yeah, we get Ramona's a bad person. But, like, you have also been a very bad person, Dorinda. I think it's bizarre that she... I mean, I don't think it's bizarre. I think it's very telling. But, like, it's, it's, she can't take accountability for her drinking. And at the, at the end of the day, if you can't really look at a problem and say, hey, you know what? I have been kind of a, a, a shitty person when I've been drinking alcohol this season. Maybe I have an issue. I think that's more telling. You know what I mean? Because she doesn't see that there's a problem. She's trying to hide the problem. She's trying to deflect. And it's like, that is a sign that there actually is a problem. It was interesting um, when there was a brief moment where Dorinda kind of accepted the premise when Luann said, "Um, I do worry for you, Dorinda, or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And I I forget who brought it up, but I think it was kind of brought to Dorinda's attention that Ramona's saying the same thing. Yeah. And Dorinda's like, well, with Lou... I know it's coming from a good place that she's actually worried about me. Yeah. But with Ramona, it's cynically motivated. Yeah. And she, and she does like talk about like how she talked about like Leah's like health and like how she's talked about Luann like before and all that stuff. And which is a hundred percent right. I agree. Yeah. I think Ramona does it to take you down. Yeah. I feel like Dorinda, her instinct in the moment when she's called out, like during the season is yeah. to assume that everyone's intention is cynical. So okay. when Lou called it out during the season, she assumed it was coming from a bad place. But now with some yeah. time and reflection, she's able to say, no, I know Luann loves me and worries for me genuinely. Yeah, Ramona's she saw insincere. The yeah, yeah, Ramona's insincere. So it seems like there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, but at the same time... I don't know, Eddie. It's like, can you teach an old dog a new trick? I just and feel like, like Dorinda has been this way since season seven. That's why in her tagline, we're, we're talking about mar- martinis. Because when Dorinda has one too many martinis, what happens? She pops off. 
the problem with Dorinda is I think we've let her become too comfortable with this almost character she's made of herself. Nobody checked her, yeah. Exactly. That is so tied to this drinking and this culture that she's created to where unless she has a major wake-up call and a total image basically rehab, not like just not rehab drinking, I mean like rehabilitation of her image as a whole, it's she's never going to change. You, you know what I mean? It's just going to stay in this disgusting, stuck, sad world. Do you buy that she doesn't drink in the off season, as she put it? That she absolutely not, okay. absolutely because not. she uh, claimed during this reunion that she ramps up her drinking uh, during the show. But if you remember, I think it was season eight. Uh, Bethany was saying. <laughs> Dorinda and John were hardcore partiers, making even mm-hmm, allusions mm-hmm. to them doing a lot of coke. Yeah. And that was all happening in the off season. Like Bethany yes, was saying during that, the summer. So during everything. Preceding yeah, like not during the show. The show yeah. Exactly. Like you guys because were partying like, till four or five in the morning. Exactly. Right. Talking about Hamptons and stuff, you know, like she was like, I saw you at these parties. I saw you these places. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, this is who she is. It's so hurt to her core at this point. Maybe she's in denial. I think she is in denial. I think she truly is. And maybe this, like, honestly, maybe this firing and this real look at who she's become on the show will help her. Yeah, but I, I think being a public figure comes uh, with a lot of stress. And I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that drove a lot of the drinking. Also, you are in a lot of social situations um, that include drinking when you are, you know, a real housewife. I mean... Filming the show, I mean, clearly. Half of Andy's Watch What Happens Live is drinking. It's shot skis and... Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like... Yeah. You know, hot guys behind the bar. Like, that's the whole premise of his show, too. So, as a housewife, you're doing press. You know, you're shooting your show. You're, all yeah, you're doing you is drinking. Uh, yeah, all you're doing is just literally getting drunk for the cameras. Yeah. That's, like, literally all you're doing. Um. Yeah, Dorinda just keeps, like, digging herself into a hole because then we get Tinsley. And let's quickly just talk about Tinsley and her relationship with Scott. So there was always this idea of was there, you know, a um, arrangement or not arrangement or, like, a, what was it called? An ultimatum mm-hmm. for her to marry Scott and get off the show. Right. Tinsley says no, but Dorinda still feels like this is the truth. I think she's right here. There was an ultimatum. I mean, I think so too. I mean, but I also do think, I do believe Tinsian being like, you know, like this was the next step in a relationship and this is what I wanted. It is what she really wanted. And I think the ultimatum kind of gave her the bravery to jump, the courage to kind of be like, you know what, I am done with the show. I, I do just want to be with Scott, you know? Even if Scott wasn't explicit in his ultimatum, like Katie Maloney, you know, in season four, like, fuck this ring on a string. Yeah. Or I guess season three, right? Um, fuck this ring on a string. If you don't propose to me, we're done. Um, I think at the very least, he made it clear in implicit terms. You know, say, you could say shit like, you know, Tinsley, if you're still on the show, I don't know if, if this can work. I don't know if we can do uh, the long distance thing engaged, the going back and forth between New York and Chicago. So you don't have to make it explicit. And I think that could be Tinsley's out to say, uh, yeah. I'm being honest with you guys. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to be real. But yeah. you're not being real, real. Because 
look, we can all get the picture here. Scott had no interest in being on the show. And, and that's why he initially dumped her. You know, like, I, th- I think he did his first scene on the show not thinking he was going to meet the woman he was <laughs> going to marry. Yeah. They end up making out like five minutes into Literally, filming. It's like, what is it? They have the Tito's and then they're done. She's like, oh, Tito's. Like, okay. I think he just thought, all right, I guess I could be on reality TV for, for five minutes. That could be funny. Uh, my buddy time. wants me to go on a double date, a, a blind date. All right, let's do this. He meets Tinsley. They, you know, they hit it off. And then they broke, they broke up, which led to that scene where Tinsley has the freak out. Remember that? <laughs> Uh huh. Because she hadn't seen him or talked to him in months. Kept the flowers or whatever, like the dead flowers that like was the last flower she gave him. Oh my god. Yeah. Their relationship was never going to survive on Roni. So that was the ultimatum. Even if he never made it a hundred percent clear. But if you're Tinsley and you're being honest, you go, you know what? Look, listen. That was basically what was conveyed. Like we we could not be in a relationship and be on TV. And so I understood what he was conveying to me, even if it wasn't laid out in explicit terms. And uh, I made the move to rectify the situation and uh, make sure we uh, take the next steps here. Well, I'm happy for Tinsley. Yeah, I don't care. I love, I love <laughs> her and Scott together. Um, and also, I'm happy that she stood up against Dorinda this episode because I feel like she got some things out that we are needed to be heard and I feel like we got to actually see Dorinda um, kind of like in a different light because I feel like with Tinsley coming and doing this and like showing up this way, um, we got some information that we didn't have before. First off, mm. I loved that she called Dorinda out on the IVF and put, and people can't see this, but I'm doing air quotes joke because it was a very rude comment. Yeah. Um, I mean, Andy was also clearly obviously and very rightfully so upset because um he had his child through this way. Um, and it's just, it's, and Dorinda tried to play it off as a joke. And she was like, Oh, I thought you just wanted to get pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, no, this is something I've struggled with my whole life. And like other women struggle with this. And like, you can't just like make jokes like this and expect to just go unchecked, which I loved Tinsley for doing. Uh, so yeah, go, go her on that one. Uh, but then we we get this uh, the thing about this that Scott gave uh, John money. This was a this, nutty revelation. We see, we see this clip of Dorinda literally being like full mob boss, like <laughs> you do not cross me. When you cross me, you cross the. You don't run John. game, John. You don't run yeah. game. Yeah, that was the line. You don't run game behind me, John. You don't run game. My like, favorite line is the indecipherable line. You better well not listen. <laughs> yeah. What? What? What does that mean? By the way. That clip, if you remember, was in the season 11 preview. It was. It was, and we never saw it. And we never saw it. I remember how hyped we were about that exact moment. We kept mimicking it, and then and we, we never, never got it. it. They must have pulled it because they didn't have the complimentary footage to make it all make sense, right? Because at least Tinsley said that they didn't film the huge argument between Dorinda and Tinsley. And Tinsley said that after that argument, the producers were scared for her life. They didn't want her to sleep over at the house. Yeah, that's the craziest that's part. That's dramatic. Like, they were, like, we're actually like, we're actually nervous that you might be harmed by Dorinda Medley because that's she'll wild. just be in a drunken rage. How which pissed just goes was she? To show you think? You. So mad. I think. I mean, well, I understand why Scott. Like, if Scott has money, if like John needs money, and like 
yeah, Scott, like great on Scott. They're friends, whatever. But like, first of all, John is shady as hell for like asking for money. What money does he not have that he needs to ask Scott for money? I thought he was the Sultan of Stains. Exactly. What is he broke? Like, what does he need money for? Like, the, like how much money did he ask for? How much money did he get? Like, there's so many questions I have that we're yeah. never going to have the answer to. But like, <sighs> we need the answers to this. We'll never get them. We really? will never. We will never get them. Why never. is John calling Scott? Even Dorinda yes. says, like, you're not friends with Scott. You have nothing to do with Scott. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Why are they linking There's up? That makes no sense. It's probably because, I mean, I'm just out of the, my blue of my head. I'm just thinking, like, John probably saw, like, Scott as, like, an auxiliary character, someone that it would never get around to because, mm. like, Tinsley was back with Scott kind of thing. And, like, he knew Dorinda's relationship with Tinsley when she was with Scott. So maybe she thought... Maybe he thought it would never get back to Dorinda. Everyone else is kind of, yes, Bethany for money. If he asked um, Sonia for money, if he asked anyone else for money, it would get back to Dorinda. But maybe Scott wouldn't because. Why would Scott give John Medesian money? Like of all people, like what's their connection? They don't have one apparently. The show. (laughs) Well, yeah, but that's kind of a loose connection, to be honest. So they've both been on Roni. I don't even think they've been on a scene together. No, they haven't. It's literally the most bizarre pairing, but whatever. I almost feel like John thought of the richest person on Roni and just dialed him up, and that happened to be Scott. That's hilarious, though, because Scott being the richest person on Roni, I love. Um, He probably is, right? What's his net worth? I have no idea, but a lot. Coupon Cabin probably does really well. But yeah, I mean, this reunion... A pre, if it was a precursor of what we're going to get for the next two parts, gold. I'm ready. It's going to be a platinum, I think you said. Scott uh, Clute worth uh, $20 million. Oh. So he is pretty rich. Mm-hmm. He's a rich bitch. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think this is going to be a platinum reunion. I think if this was, you know, any telltale sign of anything, like, it's only going to get better from here. Uh, with even with this unseen footage, I love that producers are really pulling out all this like secret stuff that we've never seen before and really giving us mm-hmm. like an inside look into what really goes down. You know what I mean? Do you think Dorinda broke up with John in part because uh-huh. of this mm-hmm. like shady mm-hmm. stuff he was doing? Oh, to- you know, totally. She was so pissed. She was so mad. She was so mad. I mean, I would be too. I'd be like, sir. Why are you going behind my back to run game with people that like are my my acquaintances, like part of my my coworkers? It's like going to my coworkers, mm-hmm. like husband, and being like, "Hey, can I get some money?" That's weird as hell. That's like not cool. And knowing like Dorinda's philosophy on life, she was so embarrassed by that. Oh, a hundred percent. It kind of explains what she was saying early on in the season when she was like, "I don't feel taken care of," mm-hmm. and the fact that her boyfriend is asking her friends basically for money for money. It's just, yeah, certainly made her feel like she wasn't being taken care of. Like I definitely can't rely on John to help me with blue stone manor. I can't rely on mm-hmm. him not to go to the club. What are you doing here without Dorinda? Exactly. You know, it's every it's, it's he's John unreliable. Wrong. John, he's the Sultan of stains and he's a stain on your life. <laughs> That's that's what it comes down to. That's that's the joke I was going for. I wonder it took what me she a saw in to him. get there. What does she see in John? I have no idea. I don't know what I see in John. I see nothing. He seems like he's a good partier. That's that was it. The cocaine. 
Yeah, it was it was the it was the full suite of it was partying. Co- it was the cocaine, the cigarettes, uh, the partying, the drinking. You know, John looks like he could make it till six a.m. You know, in the worst way. In the oh he's, yeah, I mean disheveled the, and sweaty, but he makes yeah, it. Sweated, tie a button in the corner of the club. Like, is that guy okay? Is he gonna have a heart attack? Oh my god, what is he doing Just here like, without Dorinda? Yeah, what is he exactly? What is he doing here without Dorinda? Ugh, well, I think we mentioned it all. We mentioned it all. It was wow, what a, what a what a what a moment, and I'm ready for more. I can't wait. I love Roni, Eddie. It never disappoints me. Roni is a fantastic, fantastic show, and it just keeps getting better. So keep it coming. It. Keep it coming. Give me more John revelations. Well, if you guys want to make sure we follow you follow us while we recap. All the rest of this reunion and the other reunion, which is Beverly Hills, which is a little bit less fun. But, hey, we're still recapping it. We've got Potomac coming as well. Um, OC and Salt Lake on the way. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Share it with your friends. Read and review us. Let us know how you're feeling. If you love us, we love you too. Um, if you're on social media, check us out. We're at Hot and Bravo at H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can people find you? I'm going to plug... Uh, our Patreon. Um, you could find me, um, but on Patreon, on pa- you can find me on Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Um, but my, you know, my IG is private, so I mean, there's just you not know, a lot going on there. You gotta, you gotta have some, uh, some bit of uh, mystery. I love it. But you could find more takes on yes. Patreon. So support us there um, at patreon.com uh, backslash Hot and Bravoed. We have an extra bonus episode per week on there. So join us. Support us and get more content. Get the most content. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Eddie underscore Strata everywhere. So we'll see you soon.